Hi guys, and welcome to the next episode of Bitch Work Podcast. I'm so excited to have my next guest with me, Carrie Justic. She is a, she has a long title, so let me see if I can get this right. She is a news and news writer and host at Yahoo Lifestyle Entertainment. You got it. <laughs> that was a lot of words, but like they all make sense to me put together. Just like saying them in the correct order was like a lot. Yes, it is. So can you explain to us who you are and what that means? Yes. Um, like you said, Carrie Justic. Um, I'm from New Jersey, so not very far. Um, but yeah, I live in Manhattan now and I am a writer and host, like you said, at Yahoo Lifestyle and Entertainment. Um, And so basically, like you said, there are different parts to my job. So writing is first and foremost. That's what I do on a day-to-day basis. I'm always writing. I love writing. That's what got me kind of into my job and where I'm at and where I wanted to be. Okay. Um, And then I slowly started transitioning into hosting. So I do that for Yahoo in terms of like interviews and different shoots and on-camera stuff and things like that. And then I also host for our, I don't know what you would call it. It's it's Build Series. Um, it was formerly owned by AOL, but now we kind of, it's under Verizon Media, which is my company. That, okay, so that is so cool. And following <laughs> Carrie on Instagram is like the dopest thing ever because you're constantly just interviewing um, celebrities on the build series and you're like literally face to face with them and it's sick so I really want to take a deeper dive into like the general idea of your job Mm -hmm. so let's start with writing since that's kind of what you said is like the main point of your job what does that look like for you like what stories are you writing for Yahoo it's obviously lifestyle entertainment so is it like beauty articles or pop culture Mm -hmm. and like what kind of goes into writing one of those articles it's basically pop culture like you said but it's not necessarily always celebrities so I do a lot of celebrity writing I pull a lot of stories from like social media so whether it's a celebrity that does something that's going viral or something that I just know our audience will be interested in or it could be a random person that went viral for X, Y, or Z reason. So yeah, every day I go in and I kind of scan the internet and we have different tools to do that. But a lot of the time I'm just on Twitter, or Instagram or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and I usually start off with like two or three stories on my list of things to do that day. Got it. Um, and it'll either increase and as I go and I finish things and things are published... I keep going and find new stories, or I also will have features that I'm working on. So longer form things, more reported things, where I have to hop on the phone with an expert or a person that wrote the post or something to kind of build it out more. Right. Get the the, the real dirt. Yeah. And so those take a little longer. Um, And I like both of them. Like there are some days where I walk in and I kind of just want to do a ton of quick hit stories. Right. And then there are days where I'm like, I really want to like hop on the phone with some interesting people today and learn a lot and write a kick-ass story. Yeah. Okay. That's sick. I like, (laughs) am the farthest thing ever from a writer. I literally took the opposite route and went video. Like I couldn't get farther from writing except for when I'm like writing lines. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's like so interesting to me. Um, okay. So now I'd really love to talk about the hosting portion of your job. And I'm sure a ton of people listening will love to know how you also 
progressed into that position, but mm-hmm. we can get into that once we talk about, like, your whole journey. Um, but I'd love to know, like, more about the Build series, like, what it actually is. Because mm-hmm. at least following you on Instagram, like, I know that it's cool, and I know that you guys have a ton of amazing guests. But I would love to know more of, like, the ethos behind the brand and, like, what it really means. And then also just, like, what a day looks like in that part of your job. Definitely. Um, so my schedule on build series always differs like I could be there three times a week I could be there once a week I could be there not at all in a week um so it depends on what the guests are and just like what fits for me in terms of like who I would interview so on and so forth got it um build series like I said was formerly owned by AOL so it was AOL build series build series it's on fourth and Broadway and I'm saying that because everybody needs to check it out no I walk past it all the time and I'm like oh my god that's where Carrie works it's I wonder if really she's there. cool and like I'll see people lining up and I'm like I wonder if Carrie's the host today <laughs> it's really really cool and online you can find the schedule of guests um it usually goes like a week week and a half out and you can get tickets and it's free um and so basically when you go in there it's just a really cool audience studio so there's seating for I don't know how many people honestly are in the audience but there's an audience there there's a stage and the moderator which would be me sits on one side and whoever the guest or guests are sit on the other and um it's really cool I mean there's cameras it's live it's yeah mic in hand there's intros and countdowns and producers and You feel like a celebrity. It's really, really cool. Um, And then, of course, behind the scenes is also cool as well. And I love that aspect of it. So when you're a host, are you also involved in the pre-production of the show? Not necessarily. Um, I guess unless guests want questions, there's not much I'm involved in. They'll tell me about a clip that they're showing. They'll tell me about any other assets that they might use during the show. So if there's pictures or like a billboard for advertising something that they want to throw up there, they'll tell me that. Got it. Um, They'll ask me if there's anything else that I want to add to that or if I want a specific picture on there. For the most part, I don't really need that. Right, right. Um, So I typically just like go in knowing who the guest is, what they're there to promote, and I'm the one that writes my own questions. Cool. Um, I usually prepare about like 15, but I keep them on a card that I now usually don't look at. When I first started, I would stare at it reading each of my questions, and now I've gotten a lot more comfortable not to do that. Um, But like the whole lead up to it is really cool you get there you have to get to the studio an hour earlier you go into hair and makeup right oh my god um and like like, my dream is to just have a hair and makeup artist well it's pretty damn nice and then you can like post on your ig like today's glam yeah it's so fun (laughs) but they're all my friends down there and that's why it's awesome too because i still get nervous and i still get anxious and i love that i do because if i didn't that would be boring right totally but i get to go and sit in hair and makeup and like they talk me down and we have normal conversations and if I have any jitters, like, I talk to them about it, but for the most part, it's kind of, like, a zen moment before yeah. I go out there. Right. Um, and then before the interview, I go up and meet whoever it is in the green room. And, like, guys, these are legit guests. Like, it's not like this is, like, she's interviewing me. Like, these are, like, <laughs> legit people. Like, please just, like, name some of the people who've been on. Um, I'm trying to think of... So, I've interviewed... 
Tyra Banks, Hunter McGrady, Paris Hilton, Barbie Ferreira from Euphoria, Hunter Schaefer from Euphoria, um, Algie Smith from Euphoria. I'm like on a whole Euphoria grind right now because um, I'm obsessed. Housewives? Yeah, it was Luann and Sonia okay, who are queen bees. I cannot. And Sonia like posted something about me on her story before and I was freaking out and she was great. Um, but that's why it's like so cool because like you're saying, a lot of these names could be huge and if I just go and sit on stage and then they come out and I have to start this conversation with them, it's super intimidating. So those moments moments beforehand where I can like go into the green room, introduce myself, kind yeah. of like chat with them a little bit, like as normal humans before we're on this stage, it's really, really nice and like for me, such an important part of the process because totally. I can be like, it's going to be fun and like be yourself and we're going to have a great time and I kind of pick up their energy or you kind of loosen up them up a bit and yeah. things like so that. So where does the Build series air? It airs, so it's a it's a live streamed show. Okay. So it's on buildseries.com. Nice. Um, and a lot of the time it's also streamed on social media, so their Facebook, their Twitter pages. So that's one of my favorite parts about doing it because, like I said, I love being on camera and interviewing and things like that, but I also love writing. Right. And so it's really fun because most of the guests that I'm interviewing, I am interested in asking them like questions that they've never been asked before. And hopefully you can break news, yeah. um, which is really, really cool um, to kind of be in control of that. Because half the time you're reading, I'm picking up news from other places that might have right. done an exclusive interview. So it's really cool to have the exclusive have the exclusive yeah yeah so I go back to the office and I clip them out and find like my favorite parts and, and write that up and then you'll write it up and yes. article. wow that is so cool okay I have a question and I know that this is not the question and answer part yet but I just like to know who was your favorite guest you've interviewed oh gosh okay so I always so I also do off-camera interviews like just for my job so there's like like, sometimes you interview people to do, like, the research for an article, but sometimes you're interviewing them for the build series. Yes. Okay. Um, so, I would say favorite, hmm, favorite on-camera interview, I mean, the two girls from Euphoria were amazing. Um, Paris Hilton was also one of my favorites. That's like epic. Just because, not even from my own point of view, but others, like, my friends and coworkers and everybody were like, you were so, they said I was so myself on stage with her, which just is awesome because is so great. you could tell that it was an entertaining interview if people thought that we vibed with each other. Totally. Um, off camera, Heidi Klum was the coolest <gasps> wow. person ever. Yeah. Okay. So I know for a fact that so many girls listening right now are like, holy shit, this is my dream job. I want to be on camera. Like, so many people want to work in entertainment news, and, like, their dream is to be, like, Juliana Rancic, which is, like, essentially this. That um, was my dream. Uh, me too. And look at Carrie and look at me. <laughs> oh, okay. my gosh. Are you kidding? <laughs> I know that so many girls are going to just, on one, be blowing up your DMs after mm -hmm. this, but two, also need to know how you got here and need to know, like, how you made this transition from like writer to host because it's something that a lot of people want to do mm -hmm. like producer to host or writer to host or like PA to host whatever um so I'm super interested in that but let's start off at the very beginning where you started like so like maybe where you found your love for being on camera and then definitely how you like started 
in writing and where your first internship was, of course, because we have to talk about internships on this show. Of course. Um, If you look back at home videos, my dad has a video of me from, I can't even tell you, I might have been like, uh, not even 11. I'm trying to think I was maybe like nine or 10. And I, my dad took a video of me. He had a legit camera Mm -hmm. and I had a microphone clipped onto me and I stood outside of my grandparents' house. I introduced the interview like I was on the news and I walked into inside my grandparents' house and sat and did a full interview with my grandpa. Oh my god, that is so cute. I'm sure I have a video just like that of me, but like interviewing myself because yeah, I'm that yeah. much of a narcissist. <laughs> oh no, don't worry. I also practice like <laughs> signing autographs in my living room. I would like pretend to do infomercials in my mom's bathroom. Oh, 1,000%. Like, this is the bubble bath. And like <laughs> try to like sell it like an infomercial. Oh, 1,000%. Yeah. So it was always, I mean, I was always into performing arts. Um, and then I guess that kind of transitioned, like I don't know know where the sit down and interview your grandpa came from like act like you're on the news I don't know um well when you're a little kid like seeing those things is so fun like wait I want to be a news anchor like yeah you just it's like when you pretend to be a teacher oh 1000 percent, which we also all obviously did. did um and so I have those and then as I got older I mean writing LAR English whatever it was at the time what they were always my favorite subjects okay. um And I remember, like, my eighth grade English teacher and my senior year of high school, my AP Lit teacher, they're, like, two of of the people that I say are most influential in what I do and, like, what I've wanted to do my whole life, Mm -hmm. Um, which is interesting because they were very, like I said, literature-based. Like, it wasn't, I mean, I guess it was my writing as well, but it wasn't necessarily, like, my creative writing. It was, like, reading books and words and things like that. Um, But it really, like, sparked an interest in me. I also did take some creative writing stuff that I also really liked. Um, But it was always just... I loved reading magazines. I loved watching, like you said, E! News. Like, Juliana Rancic, I was obsessed with her, and I wanted to be her. Um, And so when I was looking at colleges... I knew exactly what I wanted to do. So I only applied to schools that had journalism schools. I ended up going to University of Wisconsin-Madison, which also has a sick J school, and I'm obsessed with it. Um, And there I studied broadcast journalism and reporting. Um, So, and I remember one of my classes there, which was like the most influential, was um, one of my smaller reporting labs. Okay, cool. I mean, most of my classes were labs where it was, like, 10 people maximum. Um, But in this one class in particular, we all went around on the first day and said what we were interested in. Every person in the room said politics, sports, or music. And I was the one person that said entertainment, celebrity. And I felt like an idiot. And my professor, after everybody went around the room, stood there and was like, I am so glad that you said entertainment reporting because people might not think that it's hard news, but it's pop culture and it's so integral to our culture. Somebody's got to do it and it's important. I'm so happy that your professor said that because I was totally the same way. I did not go to journalism school. I just studied television, radio, and film because to me broadcast journalism equaled living in the middle of Kansas and like reporting on the weather and I was like there's no way I can do that um so I just opted for production and like hope maybe one day to veer myself more towards hosting but 
I would have been the same. I would have yeah. been in a room full of people being like, I want to do politics, like, I want to do sports, and me being like, I'd like to report on Camilla Cabello and Sean Mendes. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, that was also the struggle, like you said, working in bumblefuck wherever. Yeah. Um, I did a few, like I said, broadcast classes, which were awesome because I had to learn the production track and, you know, like video editing. And I had to put together my own news segments. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, I really learned it all, like behind the camera and in front of the camera. But I was scared because people would come, alumni would come to our broadcast class and I knew I wanted to be on camera. I knew I wanted to be an anchor and they would drive home the point of, you need to work your way there. You need to be behind the camera and you need to be willing to live in North Dakota. Right. And I was like, I I am sorry. I'm from New Jersey. I am going to California or I'm going to New York City. Yeah. And those are my options. I'm the same way. Like that, that was the sole reason. I was like, and also I don't want to report on like a school bus crash. Like that's not something that like will bring me joy in my life. Yeah. I cannot. So the interesting part about that is that In my classes, we basically, in one of my later classes, it was in-depth reporting, and we had to pick our beat in the beginning of the semester, so I made my beat human interest, Mm -hmm. and that's really what I look at all of my work like now, because any story can be made interesting if you know the right angle to make it interesting to people, Um, and so especially learning journalism in Wisconsin. Like, you have to report on those things. So now I'd love to discuss, like, your first internship, how you got your first internship, and, like, your internship journey to now lead you to your job. Yeah. Um, So I was one of those people, and I'm not afraid to say it, that I found somebody who I had a connection with. Um, and so... Oh, no. We promote connections here at Bitchwork. Um, literally every single person gives the same advice, which is, finally, my mom, who is listening to this, here you go, mom. Here's your shout out. Because after every episode, my mom texts me and says, wow, so funny that you're saying all this stuff on your podcast, because this is what I told you for years, and you always poo-pooed me and told me <laughs> that I was wrong and told me to shut up. But here you are telling everyone about it. So number one rule is listen to your mom. (laughs) Number two rule is we always talk about connections are everything Mm -hmm. and staying in touch with your bosses. 1000%. And especially like with connections, it's just, it's not even like, oh, I knew this person and so they can give me a job. No, you have to, you know, have the balls to reach out to somebody that you may have known from high school that was X amount of years older than you and you haven't spoke to them since that one time that they saw you at lunch, but you got to do it. Um, So I did that with somebody that went to my school. Um, She was four years older than me. She was in my brother's grade and she was working at cosmopolitan.com. That's not even like that crazy of a connection. Like I'm sure every single person listening to this podcast knows someone who knows someone that they could reach out to. Like that's not even like, oh, my uncle's the CEO of Cosmo. Oh yeah, no. That's a very plausible and like attainable connection. Yeah. Well, so it gets crazy because I literally reached out to her on Facebook, I believe. I had no idea even what, I mean, I feel like it was kind of the start of when people were really taking like digital media seriously and realizing that there's, I was a sophomore. So 
I was, yeah, like, I was going into my junior year. Yeah, going into your yeah. junior year. And another thing we've learned from, like, really all our guests who work in media is, like, don't worry about internships after your freshman year. I personally worked at a camp, so, I like, worked at a clothing store in So town. just, like, have fun. Yeah. And, like, make money. There are so many other ways to make money. So I made a lot of money at a clothing store and nannying going into my sophomore year. And then as sophomore year was ending, I looked for real internships. Um, and so I reached out to this girl. I saw that she worked at Cosmo.com. I read a ton of her content. I read a ton of the content on the site and I just knew it was something that I wanted to do. And I reached out to her and simply said, I'm looking to get an internship somewhere this summer. What you do seems so interesting to me, but I'd love to learn more about it. If there's any way that we can like get in touch, schedule a phone call, anything like that. So it was really more of like an informational ask. Exactly. She then replies... Well, first of all, she texted somebody that we knew and was like, or her brother, who was the connection, right. who was, and was like, oh my God, Carrie was just so formal. That's so funny. Because you know, you're like. But like, you also have to be formal because yes. then if you were so informal, she'd be like, what the fuck, Yes. Carrie? Oh my God. I'd so much rather you tell me that I was like a weirdo formal rather than I was like, yo girl. Like hey, I would like, not. Hey, can you hit me up with an internship? No. Like I, if someone ever dared, like that's one of my number one pet peeves is when people text me like, hey, just wondering if there's any internships available at Discovery. No. I'm like, how about you check out the careers page? Like, they're all listed there. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like, you have to ask for what you want. Mm-hmm. And like, if you ask me if there's internships, my reply is going to be yes, because of course there's internships. Yeah. So that's, I think I was happy with the way that it all happened, that I was like, it's interesting. It looks cool. It's what I think I want to do, but I'm not sure. Can we talk? Um, And she reached back out to me and informed me that she was the quote-unquote intern mom at Cosmo that summer. Oh, wow. That was a good connection. Yeah. So I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. Um, But when it came down to it, it really had nothing to do with, like, how much she liked me or whatever. We She also didn't really know me that well. Right. Um, I, we spoke a few times. She, I went through the same application process as anybody else. I took an edit test and I still remember like sitting in my room in the sorority house, like closing my door and being like, I'm taking this test thing. Like, I don't even know what it was. Yeah. Don't speak to me. And so I did all of that. It's like the connection got you in the door. Yeah. You have to get yourself up to the Cosmo floor. Yeah. Like full, it fully based on skill Based on my conversations with other people, based on my experience, I luckily had, you know, clips to send them from school, which was really cool. Like being in a J school, a journalism school, you have clips to send. Um, And she knew what I was passionate about and I got it. Yeah. So then what was the internship like? Like, what did you do at the internship? Um, And also what was, what was your um, internship like title? Like, what was the internship? It was an editorial internship. Okay, cool. So I was the I was an editorial intern at Cosmo.com. Um, at the time that I started, it was like the end of the spring intern. So there were two girls there. Um, and then I so I was like the early one of the summer ones. Got it. So I like kind of got into the groove. The environment there was I would say really intimidating at first because when you think about it, like I was going to lunch in the Hearst Cafe. Like yeah. I'm literally there with. You can hear the clackers on the marble on the marble lobby. Literally, like anybody who's anybody in 
editorial and magazines and fashion and whatever is working in that building. And there I am, this little, like, 20-year-old girl, like, getting my sushi because they're fancy. Like, with my intern friends, whatever. I had lunch by myself on the first day. Like, it's fine. Um... (laughs) And yeah, I mean, there, it was awesome because right away she was like, you're going to be getting bylines, but it wasn't an easy process. Like we had to pitch news. Um, We had to obviously like get stories approved. The editing process was a lot because we didn't know how to write. Yeah, because you were green. Yeah. Um, But you really had to just be patient. And like the one thing that I learned there was I can learn a lot of skills. Like I went in thinking I knew what the job would entail and it went a completely, I mean, it went 12 different directions. Right. Um, so like I said, I was writing a lot of it was like quick, short news. And that's where I was learning to like write quickly because you need to do that in the news world. Um, towards the end of the summer, we got to pitch a few of our own like features and listicles and things like that um and I wrote like one of my favorite features about how watching YouTube helps with my anxiety oh I need to send it on over to you please I would love to read that. yeah it was great because that was one of the first pieces that's a great story idea I loved it um but like I said it was a huge pitching process and um once I wrote it I mean it was the most rewarding thing because you literally have people commenting on it and whether it's on the article or on social media, wherever it's posted being like, same, same, like I feel this way too. Um, but it's also really scary because I was telling everybody online that A, I have anxiety and B, I'm the freak sitting in her bed watching YouTube well, to help with it. Well, if it makes you it. feel any better, I was the freak who was making the YouTube videos, <laughs> if that makes you feel any better. And that helped me with my anxiety. Yeah. So there you go. I know. Honestly, <laughs> I pro- I wish I were on the other side of it, too. Um, I did a lot with Excel spreadsheets and collecting data from our Snapchat Discovery channel. Mm. So that was like the summer that Snapchat Discover came out. Oh, what a time. And, um, yeah, we basically, I got the job of getting these spreadsheets and having to kind of, like, consolidate all of the data to send out to people so that they can just, like, understand the numbers easily and not all the BS. Um, And then another one of the huge projects that I worked on was I helped launch their um, Beauty and Style Facebook page. Oh, okay, cool. Um, Which was really, really cool because I I love beauty. Like, beauty was what I was obsessed with. Yeah. Um, And so I really helped to be able to, like, I was already looking at beauty gurus who are now influencers on YouTube and Instagram and, like, whatever social media looked like. Um, And I was taking ideas from them to be like, this is how we need to connect with this community. Yeah. Um, and it was cool because my intern mom was able to connect me with the social team and with the beauty team who all helped make that happen. Um, she knew what I was interested in. She knew I was interested in beauty and she was like, Hey, this would be a cool side project for you as well. And then I think I still remember like we had like a Froyo party when we hit 60 K and oh it was gosh. just, like, so cool. That's so cute. I mean, and it was awesome because, you know, when you see how your work pays off, like, a lot of the time when you're an intern, you could be doing a lot of bitch work. Yeah. 
And yeah, sure, I was doing bitch work. Like if it was somebody's birthday, I would go out and get the cupcakes. And like I said, did I go in knowing Excel? Not at all. But somebody needed to collect the data on Snapchat. So I did that. And then there were the things where I could post and be like, holy shit, this page that I just helped create hit 60K followers. Yeah. I think it's really important and honestly unique to find an internship that really gives you, that gives you a nice balance of both. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know a ton of people who have internships for like, truthfully, like there's just not that much for them to do. Like it's a sick internship at a sick company, but like sometimes things just don't go the way you expected. So to have the experience of having an internship where you did get to really actively be a part of the team is super special. Yeah. And I think it doesn't go without saying that you also have to be willing to do all of those things if you want to be integral to the team. You know, like I could have sat there and been like, I'm here to write and that's what I do and that's what I know. And not everybody wanted to work on the Snapchat data. Like there were days when I was gone and I would have to hop on the phone with one of the other interns to try to explain to them how to do it. Was it so difficult to learn? No, not at all. Did it take some time to get the hang of it? Yeah. But then those people looked at me and they were like, she's trying, she's working hard, she's learning a new skill. It's like when you do the bitch work, people will be more likely to give you the opportunities that actually mean something because when you accomplish that stuff well, they know that they can trust you. 1000%. Yeah. So what was your next internship after that? This is where Yahoo comes into play. Um, But it wasn't a glamorous experience as I thought it would be. Um, I think after you get your first internship, it's really easy to think that it's going to be easy the second time around. Because like you said, you have connections, like you're staying in touch, all these things. I did so much while I was at school. I stayed in touch with the people at Cosmo. I did an entire research paper in one of my classes about the origin of the Cosmo Girl. Wow. I literally picked up archives of Cosmopolitan magazines from the library, brought them home, like posted Instagram pictures of me with like these archives um, and sent the final paper to like everybody that I worked with at Cosmo. And next thing you know, internship season is rolling around. Also gets harder because it's junior year. I'm abroad. So I'm abroad in Barcelona. Um, But I really thought I laid down a good foundation. And I thought it was like, hey, I could go back to Cosmo. Like, I'm still college age. Like, I'm still, I still fit all the requirements of being their intern. And it was a new person running the internship program. And I reached out to her. And she told me all the spots are filled. Oh, no. Carrie's really not in a good place now. Um, Carrie is upset in Barcelona. Carrie is upset in Barcelona. So I was on all these websites looking for postings. And I don't know how, but Yahoo Beauty and Yahoo Style, like that's what the magazines were called at that time, the digital magazines. Now they're combined into Yahoo Lifestyle. But it was Yahoo Style, Yahoo Beauty. Um, And I came across them. I don't even know how. And I went on to Yahoo.com, went to their job postings, and applied to Yahoo Beauty and Yahoo Entertainment. You applied to the dark hole. Yeah. No connections, nothing. Nothing. I am literally like, well, Yahoo's a name. Like, everybody knows that. Probably huge. And they have beauty style and entertainment. And, like, I like those things. So let's do it. And then suddenly somebody from Yahoo Beauty reached out. 
And I went in for an interview and somehow it happened and I got it. So then obviously you turned that internship into a full-time job, which I would love to hear about. Yeah. And it's funny because like Yahoo itself was evolving so much because that's when there were kind of conversations about acquisitions happening. So like Verizon buying us, whatever. Um, But it was awesome because especially when a brand is kind of going through a rebranding, it's a weird time to be there because it doesn't feel the most stable at times. But your voice is heard. You're like involved in a lot of cool like brainstorming situations. Like they're really open to ideas. And I was always very outspoken. Um, So obviously I had my internship there. Like I said, I did as I did at Cosmo, I did everything. I was in on beauty shoots. I was sat through like interviews with celebrities just to like see what it was like and get a feel for it. I did some celebrity interviews like over the phone or something like that. Um, and I wrote articles and like, yeah, not all of them were exciting, but like I loved it. It was so cool. Went back to school And while I was at school, I continued, obviously, reaching out to them. And I actually freelanced for our beauty director. Oh, cool. So I wrote while I was at school. Nice. And that's when I also started an Instagram account called Contoured by Carrie. Um, And I just was, like, doing, like, freelance makeup work, essentially. But, like, it was mostly on my friends. I mean, I, like, did, like, a friend's bat mitzvah, like, things like that. but. In college, I did, like, everybody's makeup when we were going out, and I started building a portfolio. But see, guys, this is the other thing. Like, this is what a lot of these themes have in common. Like, all of our guests have been practicing their craft and, like, doing their job outside of an internship. Like, how I made YouTube videos and wanted to be in production. How Carrie wrote and wanted to be a writer. How um, Alana photographed concerts and wanted to be work in music like Mm -hmm. you have to practice your skill outside of work to one make yourself stand out but to two learn yeah and then I think the biggest turning point was um winter break had a month off I live in New Jersey this is in New York I'm obviously gonna go into the office like it was a no-brainer for me I was like tell me when to come. I'll help out with anything. They were doing a beauty shoot. I was talking to the beauty director. I was like, great, I'll come help out on the shoot. I went to the morning meeting as if it was just like part of my routine. And I still remember like somebody standing there and they were like, they always say they're going to come back and they never do. And wow. And I was like, wow. Okay, Carrie, you did something right. That like nobody else does. That apparently nobody else does. Like, But also guys, I wouldn't say let's just like walk into your internship. Um, unannounced. That, unannounced. <laughs> um, once the internship is over, like Don't do I that. feel like obviously you had a relationship with your boss. Yes. She knew you were coming yes. in. Like you went the extra mile so that it was okay for you to come in. Yes. If you're like if you don't feel like that is something that would be natural or right, then don't do it because that's probably going to be really bad. But it's going the extra step to say, hey, is there anything cool going on that you would like help on? Like, is there anything I can do if I come in? Like, even if you do you want me to sit there and like write something for you or do you want me to just notes during a meeting? Anything. anything. Um, And so that's what I did. And I went and just like worked on a shoot that day. Um, And then it wasn't until spring when I actually thought about pursuing jobs because in editorial, impossible. Same as media. Yeah. 
Um, and I remember thinking, Carrie, you're going on spring break, going to have a good time. When you get home from spring break, it is go time. I was in Mexico with my friends. I land in Chicago. I look at my phone and my former boss had emailed me and she said, let's hop on a phone call. Wow. Oh my God. That's amazing. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's so rare that like they reach out to you for like your first job, but like kudos to you. That's awesome. It was, it was why like you don't under, I, and I think, I mean, manifesting is something that I like think I do sometimes. Like it's not like totally the way that I live, but when I think back on that example, like I put it out there. Like I continually reached out, worked for them, talked to them, told them what I wanted. Like knew that I was going to start looking for jobs in that exact moment and it happened. Needless to say, I obviously had a million conversations with a million people after that. Like it was not a no-brainer at all. Like I talked to my therapist about it. I talked to my parents about it. I talked to friends about it. Like it was not sign sealed delivered whatsoever at that moment but it was a step in the right direction I looked at other opportunities as well um but I I like knew if these people wanted me that badly and they knew that I would be a good addition to the team okay so last thing I want to talk to you about because we've literally been chatting for about an hour at this point is how you transitioned from writer at Yahoo to host at build series I think the way that the transition happened, because I just want to make it a general thing, because I'm trying to wrap my mind around it as well, um, is kind of talking about what you want and making that known to your bosses. So even when I was interning, like I said, I was on shoots. I sometimes would be in front of the camera, whether that was like the model for them to braid my hair for a fun beauty video, or if it was any opportunity to like say two words on camera, I would take that opportunity. I also did some like production assistant stuff, like very, very minor, but I did do that just to show that I had an interest in the process and in video. Um, And then I always, I've always been interested in interviewing people. Like I said, it could be Joe Schmo off the street or it could be freaking Heidi Klum. Like, I want to talk to people. I want to really talk to celebrities, but I want to talk to people. Um, And so I just made that known. Like, any phoner opportunity that I got for interviews, like, I would take it. I would show it to my boss. I'd ask them if I could be the one to do it. Um, And then same goes for camera. Like, just anything video, if they needed a host for something, I was like, please choose me. And so I made that very known to my boss. Um, She, A, it was something that she, like, picked up on and be I said it out loud to her a million yeah, five it's times. it's so important to tell them what you want. Like, when I first started at Food Network and my boss, she actually came in after me. Like, mm-hmm. I had a different boss when I first started and she came in. We had, like, a one-on-one and she was like, so what do you want out of this job? And I was like, I want to be on camera. Like, I think I could be Food Network's Lucy Fink. One of my coworkers who, at the time, was doing a lot of the, like, I guess he was, like, the liaison between us and Builds, like, who the guests were, if they needed a host, and so it was Miss America, um, Sarah Rose Summers, and, um, she, well, she hadn't won yet, but it was, like, whoever the winner of Miss America is, would you be willing to do it? And I was, like, hell yeah. That's um, amazing. And I did my first Builds, and then it kind of just, like, happened from there. It was, like, the same thing, like, I think... 
like I said, if you know you want to do it, like it doesn't matter if you know what you're doing, you put the work in, you show people your interest. And I went up there and everybody saw how like happy I was. And I guess I was good at it. It's one of those things where like I walk off stage and I'm like, I don't know how that went, blah, blah, blah. But you're good at your job. You're yeah. good at what you do. And obviously, like, the people above you and people around you, like, wouldn't, they wouldn't put you in situations that they know you wouldn't succeed at. hmm Definitely. And so, I mean, I tell two of these people that I work with all the time that, like, I can't imagine what I would do without them. Um, but it was definitely, like, me putting it out there, me working for it, and then reciprocating those efforts, which is freaking amazing and I can only hope that people have managers like that. I mean probably the reason why they reciprocated it so well is because you did the work like Mm -hmm. things that I talked about on my episode of the podcast were like no matter what no matter what level you're at no matter if you're more senior to someone or more junior to someone like you should always be willing to do the bitch work no matter what. Mm -hmm. If your boss or someone is like hey I need your help with this I know that it's not really in your job description but can you help me out? do it because then these are the things that they'll give you in in return. Like, mm-hmm. you have to help out and be someone that they need in the office in order to get what you want. You just yeah. have to. You have to be flexible. You can't get what you want and be like, well, I'm not doing that because it's beneath me. Like, that's yeah. just not the way it works. End of the day, like I said, I like writing. I like hosting. And I've been working towards balancing them both and that's like where I'm at and that's where I'm happy right now. So where do you think what's next for you? Like I don't know and I it it really is something that I think about all the time and especially stresses me out. Well for us especially like you said we with our internship as well we've essentially been in the at the same place for the past three years and a lot of people will be like run get out of there. Like, don't stay somewhere too long. But my whole thing is as long as I'm developing and I'm personally growing and the people that I'm working with are allowing me to do that. Then it's fine. Then it's great. We talked about this with Alana a few weeks ago. Like, as soon as you stop learning, that's when I think it's time Mm -hmm. to go. Like, as long as you're learning and you still feel like you're growing as an employee and as a person at the company, like, stay. Yeah. And so I think I'm just, like, right now riding this wave. Like, I love what I do. Every day is new. Every day is exciting. And, like, who knows? I'm just, like, talking to people and I love that. getting it done. Love. Thank you so <laughs> much for being here. Like, this was such an amazing time. I just love you, and I'm so happy that you could come. Guys, follow Carrie on Instagram. Her name is just Carrie Justic on Instagram. Follow her. It's She's honestly an amazing follow. Like, she posts pictures with all of her guests from Build. She posts yeah. her glams, her braids, her hair. Like, it is a good, good account to follow. Also, while you're at it, follow at Jordan Rebecca and at Bitchwork Podcast to get all the updates on the pod and to ask future guests questions and to really just get everything you need to know about Bitchwork on Instagram in one place. Check it out. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Bye!